0: this is chapter 17 of pudd'nhead wilson this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer visit librivox.org the tragedy of pudd'nhead wilson by mark twain chapter 17 the judge utters dire prophecy even popularity can be overdone in rome along at first you are full of regrets that michelangelo died but by and by you only regret that you didn't see him do it. PUDDENHEAD WILSON'S CALENDAR JULY 4 Statistics show that we lose more fools on this day than in all the other days of the year put together. This proves, by the number left in stock, that one-fourth of July per year is now inadequate. The country has grown so. PUDDENHEAD WILSON'S CALENDAR THE SUMMER WEEKS DRAGGED BY And then, the political campaign opened, opened in pretty warm fashion, and waxed hotter and hotter daily. The twins threw themselves into it with their whole heart, for their self-love was engaged. Their popularity, so general at first, had suffered afterward, mainly because they had been too popular, and so a natural reaction had followed. Besides, it had been diligently whispered around that it was curious, indeed very curious, that that wonderful knife of theirs did not turn up, if it was so valuable, or if it had ever existed. And with the whisperings went chucklings, and nudgings, and winks, and such things have an effect. The twins considered that success in the election would reinstate them, and that defeat would work them irreparable damage. Therefore they worked hard, but not harder than Judge Driscoll and Tom worked against them in the closing days of the canvas. Tom's conduct had remained so letter-perfect during two whole months now that his uncle not only trusted him with money with which to persuade voters, but trusted him to go and get it himself out of the safe in the private sitting-room. The closing speech of the campaign was made by Judge Driscoll, and he made it against both of the foreigners. It was disastrously effective. He poured out rivers of ridicule upon them, and forced the big mass meeting to laugh and applaud. He scoffed at them as adventurers, mountebanks, sideshow riffraff, dime-museum freaks. He assailed their showy titles with measureless derision. He said they were back-alley barbers, disguised as nobilities, peanut-peddlers, masquerading as gentlemen, organ-grinders, bereft of their brother monkey. At last he stopped and stood still. He waited until the place had become absolutely silent and expectant. Then he delivered his deadliest shot—delivered it with ice-cold seriousness and deliberation, with a significant emphasis upon the closing words. He said he believed that the reward offered for the lost knife was humbug and bunkum, and that its owner would know where to find it whenever he should have occasion. To assassinate somebody." Then he stepped from the stand, leaving a startled and impressive hush behind him instead of the customary explosion of cheers and party cries. The strange remark flew far and wide over the town, and made an extraordinary sensation. Everybody was asking, what could he mean by that? And everybody went on asking that question, but in vain for the judge only said he knew what he was talking about and stopped there. Tom said he hadn't any idea what his uncle meant, and Wilson, whenever he was asked what he thought it meant, parried the question by asking the questioner what he thought it meant. Wilson was elected. The twins were defeated—crushed, in fact—and left forlorn and substantially friendless. Tom went back to St. Louis happy. Dawson's landing had a week of repose now, and it needed it. But it was in an expectant state, for the air was full of rumors of a new duel. Judge Driscoll's election labors had prostrated him, but it was said that as soon as he was well enough to entertain a challenge, he would get one from Count Luigi. The brothers withdrew entirely from society, and nursed their humiliation in privacy. They avoided the people, and went out for exercise only late at night when the streets were deserted. End of chapter 17